Please listen carefully. Hello there, toppers, and welcome to episode 22 of the Turn of Phrases podcast. If you're listening to this episode the day it dropped, then we're only a couple days away from Thanksgiving here in America. And so that's going to be the theme for today. We have some turkey phrases along with a thankful one and one about plates and a superstition to explore today. So pull up a chair to the table and let's dig in to today's phrases, origins, history, and more. The first phrase for the day is to talk turkey. This idiom has a wide variety of uses. It can be used to mean to seriously discuss a problem with the intention of solving it, or to discuss business tactics. It can also mean to talk about something that makes you happy, or to talk in a silly way. The reason it has so many meanings has to do with the various ideas about how it started, all of which come from the colonial times. In colonial times, there was a lot of bartering between Native Americans and the colonists. A commonly traded item was wild turkeys, so the discussion of bartering them, and other things, became known as turkey talk. The pleasant conversation meaning comes from the idea of people coming together for turkey over Thanksgiving, and thus getting the chance to talk with people they may not see often. Even back in colonial times, they may not have had the chance to gather in large groups to share a meal all the time, so while it still applies to Thanksgiving today, this one is thought to have come from one of the early Thanksgiving dinners. The silly talking meaning simply comes from the idea that a turkey's gobble sounds funny, so talking in a silly way may make you sound like a turkey. While no one can prove any of these theories for certain, it's definitely a phrase that comes from the early life of the United States. The term begins to appear in print around the early 1820s, so it had to be in use before then. However you want to use the phrase, seriously, pleasantly, or silly, you can likely thank the colonists for being big fans of turkey. Now for today's next idiom, to go cold turkey. To do something cold turkey means to stop something suddenly, especially if the change will have a negative effect on the person, at least temporarily. In this day and age, it's most often used to describe the withdrawal symptoms of suddenly stopping a drug, whether it's a legal or an illegal one. Now, some people use the phrase to talk cold turkey, which has nothing to do with this particular idiom. It's actually a variation of our first phrase that fits in with the business or serious talk version. To talk cold turkey means you're being straightforward, so it definitely is more closely related to the idiom talk turkey than cold turkey. We know that to go cold turkey was related to drug withdrawal by at least the early 1900s, because a Canadian paper called The Daily Colonist had the following in an October issue, quote, Perhaps the most pitiful figures who have appeared before Dr. Carlton Simon are those who voluntarily surrender themselves. When they go before him, they, drug addicts, are given what is called the cold turkey treatment, end quote. One theory as to why cold turkey became associated with withdrawal is because one symptom of drug withdrawal is that blood is drawn to the person's internal organs, leaving the skin paler than normal and making them look cold. This could cause the person's skin to have a similar appearance to turkey skin. The other main school of thought for where this idiom got its start is from leftovers, 
It doesn't take much preparation to make a meal from the leftover cold turkey pieces you've saved from a previous meal. The lack of time and preparation needed for making a leftover meal is thought to be similar to the lack of time and preparation needed to stop something quickly. Whether it has to do with the appearance of skin or the versatility of leftovers, people aren't likely to stop saying this idiom anytime soon. So now for the next idiom of the day, thank my lucky stars. If someone tells you to thank your lucky stars, they mean you should be extremely grateful for a current situation, because things could have gone a lot worse. The idea behind this phrase can be traced back to the Bible, specifically Judges chapter 5, verse 20. The King James Version states, They fought from heaven, the stars in their courses fought against Sisera. The stars in this verse are thought to mean angels, and they are fighting for Israel against Sisera. The angels, or stars, sent a storm of heavenly rain and hail to disrupt Sisera's army, therefore making the Israelites see the victory as a miraculous one, not one that was due to their own work. Having the angels slash stars on their side was lucky for the Israelites, therefore this is where the idiom laid down its roots. This makes sense to an extent because humans have thought stars could influence their lives for virtually all of recorded history. A more modern version of this idiom shows up in print in 1599, in Every Man Out of His Humor, written by Ben Johnson, an English playwright, poet, actor, and literary critic. He simply wrote, quote, I thank my stars for it, end quote. Nearly 300 years later, we find more references to this idiom in Brewer's Dictionary of Phrase and Fable, written in 1870 by Ebenezer Cobham Brewer. In that work, he included, quote, The stars were said by the old astrologers to have an almost omnipotent influence on the lives and destinies of man, and to this belief is due a number of phrases, as bless my stars, you may thank your lucky stars, star-crossed, not favored by the stars, unfortunate, to be born under an unlucky star, etc., end quote. Since stars are so important to many people and have been for so long, this is another phrase not likely to disappear anytime soon. Now let's look at a Thanksgiving superstition, breaking the wishbone. I know that Thanksgiving is not the only time that people break the wishbone of a turkey for good luck, but this holiday is the one most often thought of when people mention doing this bid for good luck. In case you've never done this, the tradition is to have two people take hold of a turkey's wishbone, each holding one side. Both people make a wish and then pull away from each other. The bone will typically break with the top of it, the connecting piece, on one half of the two lower pieces, giving the person who has the bigger piece the victory. As long as they don't tell anyone what their wish is and they put the victorious piece of bone up on the top of a door jamb, then their wish is supposed to come true. This superstition can be traced back to the Etruscans, an ancient Italian civilization. The Romans adopted it from them, and then it made its way to the English, who brought it over to America. It actually got its start with the Etruscans using chicken bones, but they didn't break them. They left them out to dry in the sun after various rituals. Once the Romans took the tradition into their society, the breaking began. But then it was only to help spread the luck. They'd break the bone in half and give it to two people to leave out in the sun, bringing more luck to more people, even with a limited supply. Once the practice got to England, it became more traditional to break the bones at meals. 
In America, there was an abundance of wild turkeys, as we've already touched on, so that meant more wishbones to go around and more wishes and luck to be had by all. So from ancient civilizations laying the bone out for rituals, to the modern-day ritual of breaking the bones a handful of times a year at most, this superstition has grown and evolved. And while it may just be a silly thing to do, I personally participate in as many wishbone-breaking contests as I can. The worst thing that can happen is you don't win, so I see no harm in promoting this friendly competition. And with that, it's time for today's metaphorical moment. It's just a metaphor, dude. It's a metaphor. Curious metaphor. A metaphor. Today's metaphor is to have a lot on my plate. This phrase means you are extremely busy, or perhaps overwhelmed, due to the amount of things going on in your life. The plate is the metaphorical part of the phrase, so why and when did we start referring to our schedules as dinnerware? Well, many people think it has to do with how centered our lives are on food, and the need to eat to survive. It comes from the idea that events in our lives are like food, and our lives themselves are the plate the events get heaped onto. The more events we are dealing with currently, the fuller the metaphorical plate is. Like the metaphorical plate of life, it can be hard to balance a plate of food if it's too full. The visual imagery of a full plate is one that many people can bring up in their mind, which is why this metaphor works so well. No one has been able to pinpoint when it first appeared in print metaphorically, but it, like the rest of today's phrases, isn't likely to be cleared from conversations anytime soon. So with that, it's time for today's familiar quotation. Okay, toppers, I've got the book open to a page of George Bernard Shaw's works, and this quote is from his work, Miss Alliance. And it says, If parents would only realize how they bore their children. I'm going to hazard a guess that based on that quote, Mr. Shaw did not like hanging out with his parents when he was a kid. That's going to do it for today's familiar quotation. All right then, toppers, that's all I've got for episode 22. Thank you again for joining me to turn some phrases today. As always, I hope you enjoyed the episode and you learned something along the way. You can check out my show notes for all of my social media, contact, and sponsor information. Don't forget that you can send me topic suggestions, and if you do, just let me know if you want a shout-out or if you want to remain anonymous. If you had a good time listening, please consider subscribing or leaving a review. A 5-star rating and a quick review are one of the best ways you can help me in the podcast out. Also, if you know someone who'd enjoy the show, please tell them about it to help spread the word. Thanks again for listening to the Turn of Phrases podcast, researched, written, produced, and hosted by me, Brisky. Until next time, toppers, have a happy Thanksgiving, and I hope you get to gobble until you wobble. Hey, toppers, I just wanted to give you a quick breakdown of the fine folks helping me bring this show to you. First of all, there's Audible, who offers over 180,000 audiobook titles that you can download to any MP3-compatible phone or device, 
Using my code, Turn of Phrases, gets you a free book and a 30-day long free trial. Amazon itself also sponsors me, and you can buy things through my link or get sweet offers for free stuff. Both options help me out. You can also buy my novel and children's book while you're over on Amazon. I'm just saying. Last but certainly not least is Boss Boxes. You can get awesome gaming stuff sent to you monthly, and my code, Turn of Phrases, saves you 10% at checkout. All of this, including more detailed information, can be found on my website, turnofphrases.com, on the Support the Podcast page. Please check it out to see what cool stuff you can get and help out the podcast at the same time. There's also a link to my swag and gear store on the site. Just click on the store tab and it'll take you right to it. Okay, that's enough of that for one day. Thanks again for listening, toppers.